Welcome to Real-Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate. I'm Charlie Hinderleiter, Director of Government Affairs at St. Louis Realtors, and today we have with us Matt Murin, immediate past president of St. Louis Realtors, and Nate Johnson, past president of St. Louis Realtors. And today we're going to be talking about the Diversity and Inclusion Presidential Advisory Group, or PAG, that met last year. Matt called that PAG into being, and Nate was the chair of that, and we're excited to have both of you with us today. Thank you, Charlie. Very excited to be talking on this subject. Yeah, Charlie, um, uh, it's a pleasure to be here, an honor to be here, and um, yeah, thanks for having us. Looking forward to having the conversation. Matt, why don't you kick us off? Tell us what inspired this presidential advisory group. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think it speaks to the importance that St. Louis Realtors has always placed on communication, and not only that, but listening to our members. Um, This actually came from a member request. Uh, This came in March of last year. And the request was, you know, our association needs to explore, um, you know, our efforts to reckon not only with our past, uh, but also to build a more equitable future. And certainly that grew uh, as the year developed. Matt, what was the charge or the mission of the PAG? Absolutely. Um, So the way this process started, um, we, we didn't want to... Uh, put in any constraints uh, for the presidential advisory group. We wanted them to come with their recommendations, um, you know, uh, w- without any uh, initial uh, guidance or direction that, or too much guidance or direction that matters. So a lot of it was just, okay, let's look at our history of St. Louis realtors, um, what transpired, and then, you know, what can we do to uh, reconcile, you know, how, how do we build from that? Um, what can we do as realtors and as an association um, to, you know, build towards that equitable future um, that the uh, presidential advisory group was tasked? Matt and Nate, would you tell us a little bit about the work of the PAG, the membership, the process, and some of the conversations that happened? Absolutely, Charlie. Um, and Nate can certainly just talk about what happened during the actual presidential advisory uh, meetings and certainly the results of the recommendations. But I, I just want to add, um, when we were looking at creation, uh, the creation of this presidential advisory group, the first thing, which was the most important that we recognized, um, was we had to bring in a, uh, a leader, uh, someone who would be able to guide and direct uh, this presidential advisory group. And uh, Nate Johnson was the only person that was ever considered for that. And, you know, I just want to share that when asked, and certainly Nate is a a very busy person at both the national, the state and the local level. um, He answered immediately. Absolutely. Yes. You know, when can we get started? So um, the creation of the PAG started with the selection of the leader or the chair. And then we honestly, and certainly Nate can speak to the members. I mean, we put together a dream team of, uh, members that served on this group. I mean, the pedigrees were phenomenal. Um, and then certainly the results matched the people who were involved. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much, Matt. And I'll tell you, when Matt called me, I was really honored to, to be asked to, to chair this initiative because I'll tell you, we've got uh, a lot of challenges in St. Louis and a lot of things that we as realtors have historically been involved with helping to create and perpetuate. So it was really important. And this is something near and dear to my heart as far as, you know, looking at how we can uh, create better outcomes for our communities. And that was what Matt wanted to do. And we had a, a great conversation about what this, uh, what this would look like because, and Matt knows I said this, I said, you know, I'm not interested in being a part of something that 
um, is not going to, to, to have any real results. And Matt was like, absolutely not. This is, you know, we mean this, this is important to me. This is important to our association. And, you know, I, this is the right thing for us to be doing. So I'm committed to making sure that, uh, what you guys do on the presidential advisory group uh, happens and, and, you know, and, and, and it isn't something that is just uh, lip service for, uh, you know, those that may have requested it. So, yeah, so Matt's right. I, I absolutely I was 100 percent on board uh, with it. And um, he put together, as he mentioned, the dream team, um, several past presidents of our local association, our state association as well. Um, you know, even the, you know, the chair of the diversity committee of the National Association of Realtors, who's a, a member of our association as well. So it was it was incredible to have all of these great thought leaders uh, at the table as we're working to make these decisions. Um, so as you can imagine, because you've got such great thought leaders and strong personalities, it creates a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of discussion and a lot of passionate discussion and debate about what's the best way for us to move forward. So when you're in, when we're in that room, that was a lot of the discussion that we were having was uh, what's the best way to look, move forward? What would be perfect and what's attainable? Because one of the things that we didn't want to have happen with our group is we create this, you know, this wonderful plan that's completely unrealistic. That's not what we wanted to have happen. We recognize the realities of, you know, what we're doing and what can be done and what can't be done. And we didn't want to let perfect get in the way of the good. And so what we did is we worked to craft something, create something that we thought we'd be able to get across the finish line, something that would get accepted, get adopted and actually implemented within our association. That's going to help create better outcomes within all our communities and within our association. So that's that was the goal of the committee once we got together and, uh, and really started to have these discussions. What did that process look like once you'd assembled this remarkable team of folks in this presidential advisory group? Well, the process, you know, the, the, the process was, uh, you know, getting together and uh, we had several meetings over a couple month period. We met every couple weeks or so for a couple of months. And, um, you know, so, so, you know, for several hours at a time, uh, we had a facilitator that really helped to work to kind of keep us all focused on the task at hand. We brought in uh, people that uh, um, uh, from the community, we watched videos, we read books. We did all of these things to make sure that we were going to be prepared to create a document that uh, could be accepted by our association and really work to address the challenges that exist within our community. And that was kind of where that process started, sitting down and sort of figuring it out. And, and what we did from there is we really broke it down. We broke it down into pillars. We broke it down in you know, what, it, what, what we wanted to do. One of the first things that we discussed was reckoning. You know, how do we take, uh, take ownership for what we've done as an association? And um, that was the first thing. What would that look like? What could that look like? What's the best way to, to get that uh, to our membership and not only to our membership, but to the community at large? And uh, so that was, that was pillar one uh, in, in discussion about that, about the reckoning of it. 
Um, our next pillar was in, with creating thriving communities. This is our sort of our outreach. What are we doing uh, outside of our association to reach the community that we serve? And, um, you know, that was, you know, we, we wanted to create actions that fell underneath that pillar of, you know, because what we recognize is that there's a lot of organizations, a lot of entities that are doing phenomenal work in St. Louis. They could use a little extra support. And what we didn't want to do also, we didn't want to recreate a wheel. And that's where it became so important for us to um, have conversations, having, you know, we bring in people via Zoom and, you know, sometimes folks would come in live in person to, to talk about what their organization was doing, what was taking place to figure out if this was uh, a good alignment with us as uh, St. Louis Realtors to partner with to help further their mission uh, that was in alignment of our own mission. And um, because again, the last thing that we wanted to do was create something that someone was already doing where we could just enhance what was already being done and add to something uh, and then sort of improve upon a wheel that had already been created. And then our, our, our next pillar was our internal uh, uh, diversity influence. And, and, you know, and this dealt with the leadership, this dealt with membership. What can we do as St. Louis Realtors, one of the largest trade associations in, in our state and certainly St. Louis, what can we do with our own membership, with our own leadership, with the staff of our association to make sure that we're creating an inclusive environment, uh, that we're creating equitable opportunities for all of our members? That was one of the that was one of the pillars that we really focused on as well. Because we understand that, uh, you know, it all starts at home. It all starts with us. We have to make sure that we're doing what we can internally um, as we're seeking to influence external forces uh, as well. So that was critically important to us to make sure that we were doing all the things that we could. And there's a lot, by the way, there's a lot of things that we can be doing internally that, um, uh, you know, that we've that we may not have been doing as much of. We're, we certainly do some things. But, you know, again, excellence is a moving target. So we have to make sure that we are constantly working to get better at it, whatever it is that we're doing. And diversity, equity and inclusion is one of those things. Let's take a look at it and figure out, OK, what are we already doing? Well, that's fantastic. What can we improve upon and how can we enhance what we're doing? And that was that was the the target of the third pillar, which was that internal influence and uh, for our leadership and our membership. Uh, so that's kind of how the sort of format broke down is in looking at those three pillars. And then from each of those three pillars, we really started to uh, get specific tactics to align with those strategies. Charlie, if I can add something to that, the genius of calling them pillars, um, you know, it supports the structure, it supports the entity, uh, having the, the inward, the outward and the reckoning, uh, only having two of the three, the structure wouldn't stand. You have to have all three pillars for it to all stand. And that was genius not only to call them what they are, truly are pillars, but to having those three areas supports the entire structure entity as a whole is a brilliant, brilliant piece. All right. So we've got 19 recommendations that break down into those three pillars. Where do we go from here? Well, I can speak at the board level. Um, so we decided um, the best way to certainly place the importance of this um, would be to put it in the strategic plan. That's something that we as realtors, as chairs, as the board, and all the members should look at as kind of our North Star. So the important thing was taking um, and looking at the recommendations and the ones that were approved um, to put them in the strategic plan. That also, uh, the strategic plan is a three-year document. 
it's a three-year plan. So that we also thought that by moving recommendations to the strategic plan, it gives our volunteer leadership the opportunity to be strategic. Um, I think it would be a mistake to say all 19 recommendations need to go first quarter 2022 because we have to do it right. And I think that's what a lot of our leaders recognized. Um, so um, at the November meeting, which was the last meeting, um, we uh, went through all 19 items point by point. I will say it's the largest or the longest board meeting that I've ever sat in. It was a five-hour conversation and it was a good, it was a good discussion. And I will say the board of directors for 2021 unanimously approved all 19 recommendations that came from the presidential advisory group. Um, they were thought through, they were thoughtful. They were, there was great discussion at the end of the day, we recognized what they were and the importance of moving them forward to making them a part of the strategic plan, not only, not just goals or something we're aspiring to, but if you make it a part of the strategic plan, it's concrete, it's there. It's a part of what we as the association are aspiring to. And, and yeah, I think that's part of the brilliance of it, Matt. Um, you know, what you do, what you did as president, making sure that this did get to become part of the strategic plan, because as you stated, it's a three year, it's a three year commitment. And by having this woven within it, it's something that um, ensures that the equity lens is viewed in all aspects of our association, whether it be at the committee level or at the uh, executive leadership level, at the staff level, it doesn't matter. It's in the strategic plan. So it's something that we're going to focus on. Um, and, 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 and as you say, and as you stated, you know, it's not something that is going to be all done in quarter one of 2022. It has to be done in a thoughtful way and it has to be, uh, you know, put together in a way that's going to make sense because we don't want it to fail. It can't fail, you know, and if if we try to run it out in a hurry, then it risks, um, you know, it risks, uh, you know, not being successful. And that's obviously not what we can afford to have happen with such a uh, important issue that faces all of us in St. Louis and quite frankly, across the country. Matt and Nate, how do we make sure that St. Louis Realtors has the tools to bring these recommendations to life? Well, Charlie, you know, one of the uh, one of the action items within the plan is to hire a dedicated diversity, equity and inclusion officer. And this role is going this person is going to, to manage all of these ongoing diversity issues and initiatives that are throughout the plan. You know, and, and uh, this is someone that's going to be hired by the CEO. The board of directors will work out funding for it and to you know make sure that it happens and when it's appropriate for it to happen. But that really is is one of the uh, is, is going to be one of the most important steps in this process is getting getting that person on board to really make sure that all these other things happen. Because without that, what occurs is we've got a lack of capacity. Our St. Louis Association of Realtors staff does amazing work. Uh, and, you know, we know that there is, there's, there's, there's always a bandwidth. You know, there's only a certain amount of bandwidth to get everything done. And what we recognize is that because there's so much within, uh, uh, within diversity, equity, and inclusion, that we need to be dealing with, it's worthy of having its own dedicated officer. And that was uh, why it came forth in one of the recommendations. And, and again, why the board of directors unanimously passed it, uh, that as well as the other initiatives that were that were uh, brought forth in the report. So that's one of the things that we're going to see happen, hopefully sooner than later. But again, it's all in good time. It'll happen uh, when it makes sense. And that's going to really work to help 
facilitate uh, the rest of the initiatives and others that may not even be a part of this. That we're going to discover as some of these things start to uh, get implemented. So those are the next steps, Charlie. If I can add some, I think it's important to recognize that for these important things that we have now in the next three years, you have to bring in an expert in their field to be able to assist in the strategy and what's the best approach. Um, most of us are just realtors by trade. We know real estate, and it's important to bring in somebody that has all the experience and expertise and knowledge to assist us with these um, implementing these recommendations. And if you'd like to read those recommendations, they're up on our blog, and you can find a link to the blog in the episode description. Matt and Nate, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. It's been a pleasure. I'm Danielle Finley, and this is Realtor Party Talk, a brief segment with members like you discussing advocacy issues in the importance of the Realtor Political Action Committee, or RPAC. Joining me today is Ro McCabe, who is a realtor at Berkshire Hathaway Alliance. Why do you invest in RPAC? I've always been an advocate because they really help us fight and support us with legal things and make a a lot of things available to us that we take for granted, such as the most recent one was fighting the fight for us to be essential services during the pandemic. And uh, in talking with the other agents from other states that their state regulated didn't allow that, they had a different life and they did not have the advantages that we did. We could pretty much continue business somewhat normal, showing property, working contracts, closing. Uh, We had changes like curbside closings, but we were able to still function. And that was thanks to RPAC and thanks to their fighting our battles. Others that that they continue to fight for us is um, avoiding and declining sales tax on our commission on services. And that's a big deal to us. That affects our business. If we had to pay sales tax on our commission and our clients had to pay tax on their sale of their property, like they do in some locations, it would be a different climate that we enjoy the benefits of our pack. You just listened to Realtor Party Talk. Thank you for listening to Real Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors. Join us next time for more on real estate news, trends, and industry insights. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate.